When veterans transition out of the military and seek their benefits, they hit up the Veterans Benefits Administration. Critics, though, say VBA's efforts spent on processing disability compensation and pension claims has resulted in underattention to benefits like home loans and vocational rehab. A new bill in the House would add a new agency at VBA to deal with those benefits. Federal News Network's Eric White spoke with one of the bill's sponsors, Ohio Republican Brad Wenstrup. One of the things that we, we found is that the, uh, there was a large focus on uh, compensation and pension claims. And then it led to a lack of attention on some of the administration of the VBA benefits, uh, such as the GI Bill, vocational rehabilitation, home loan benefits, and, and, and especially the VA portion of the transition assistance program. And these are, these are benefits that promote self-sufficiency, which, you know, to me is a, is a huge part of a successful transition out of the military and into the veteran world or this, back to the civilian world, if you will. And so what we wanted to do was, was focus some attention more on those types of benefits and prioritize. And so separating a little bit without, without getting new personnel, but being able to pay more attention to those types of benefits for our veterans, which I think will lead to a healthier veteran community. Why, in your opinion, is VBA not been able to put as much attention on these section of benefits uh, than would be ideal in your mind? Well, I think that they felt there, there was a lot of pressure, of course, to, to deal with uh, some of the other claims. And those, those seem to be taking priority. And uh, I think that in a lot of ways where veterans are going to be better served is if they have a smooth transition. And and so uh, we just wanted to make sure that th- this wasn't pushed aside and, and dealt as priority. And here's here's what I, what I feel overall and why I think it's important. Uh, as, as a veteran, someone who, you know, transitioned from a 15-month deployment and coming back home, it was a little different for me as a doctor, but, you know, I remember them saying, you don't have to go to work for 90 days. And I said, I'm going next week. And I think that there is a, it's very important for our, our troops when we engage in uniform as much as we can, such as through the transition assistance program, to have a path provided. Matter of fact, I would take it as far back as when you're recruited for the military that someone says, okay, what do you want to do in the military? And you figure that out and say, and what do you want to do after? And whether that's four years in the military or 20-plus years in the military, you have a plan for what you're going to do afterwards because I think far too often where you leave, you are in the military, you are part of something, you're part of a team, you're needed, you're necessary, you're essential each and every day, and then you transition out. If you don't have a plan and somewhere to go, that is a drastic change in your life. And for far too many, I think it's, it's been a downward spiral for them. And there's a big difference, for example, if you graduate from college and someone hands you a degree and you know where you're going next week as far as work compared to if you're getting your degree and there's nothing on the horizon. And that's what we're trying to change is making sure that there's economic opportunity, which I think is a big boost mentally and uh, holistically for our troops as they transition out of the military. We're speaking with Ohio Congressman Brad Winstrup. What sort of stories were you hearing from your fellow veterans as they were attempting to try and get a better sense of where they're going and working with VBA? Were they saying that it was taking a little bit too long to hear back from them? Because, you know, obviously VBA is probably, like you said, going to put medical and cemetery benefits ahead of the economic and educational benefits. 
Yeah, I think that there, you know, what we hear is there wasn't enough emphasis on what you're going to do next. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think historically in the military, there was this maybe perception that, hey, if you're not going to be staying in the military, then we're ready to move on to the next person, as opposed to taking the approach that, you know, you join the military, you're a soldier for life, for example, and we're interested in your entire lifetime not just what happens while you're in uniform. And, and that's the transition we're, we're trying to make. And I, th- and I think it is really important. And, you know, quite honestly, I think it would help with recruiting. If you're a young man or woman who's thinking of joining the military and you're sitting there with your parents and you hear the recruiter talking about making a plan beyond the time you're in uniform, uh, I think that that's the type of approach that we should take towards those that decide to serve. And this, I hope, will in- enhance that opportunity. Any concern in, you know, <laughs> you talk to the veterans, they go, oh, great, I got to call another VA office. This will be great to get my educational benefits and my medical benefits. Uh, well, you know, is there going to be any sort of drawback from this idea? Well, it isn't necessary that, it's, that it's, an, it's never a call because either way you're going to get with different personnel. We're just making sure that this becomes more of a priority. You know, and and like I said, I think when we look at what the VA has been faced with in the last 15, 20 years uh, with all the wars going on is you have the VA reacting to to things and what we're to to our personnel, to our troops reacting to many of the problems they may be having, depression or whatever the case may be. And some of that may be coming because they didn't know where to go after they got out. And so what we want to do is do everything we can to prioritize for people while they're still in uniform to know what they're going to do afterwards. I think for a lot of people, I, I call it post-essential stress, where you go from being in the military where you're needed and you're, you're a part of a team, and then you get out and there's nowhere to go and the world is, is going on without you, that if we can prioritize and be proactive and, and reach out sooner and make sure we're helping with that transition assistance, that we're getting people in the place that they need to be to succeed day one when they leave the military. This bill has the support of several veterans organizations. Did you work at all with them in crafting this legislation? Absolutely. You know, we have roundtables very often, so it's not always uh, hearings, but we sit down and, and we have one-on-one conversations or the, the committee with, with the VSOs, the veteran service organizations, so that they understand what we're trying to do and, and, they publicly support this act, and we're grateful that they do because I think they understand the challenges that our veterans face, and and this can solve a lot of the issues that our veterans uh, find themselves in after they get out of uniform. And real quick, I know that um, we're focusing on your legislation, but um, you know it just came through, and I think you're in a unique position to talk a little bit about it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with your colleague Jackie Spears' uh, legislation uh, that would allow military service members to sue the D- Defense Department for medical malpractice for um, non-combat-related medical care. I just wanted to see if you had any response or thoughts on that idea. Yeah, I know that it traditionally has always been that, that you cannot um, – and I think that we have to sit down and look at both sides of that issue. Um, you know, it's, the military environment is different. I know we're talking about non-combat compared to, to, to combat environment. Um, I think that we try to recruit the very best healthcare providers that we can throughout out the military. Um, it's very often not the most lucrative 
from where they could be uh, as, as a medical practitioner. And so maybe some of that uh, being alleviated from their portfolio is, is helpful. Uh, so I think we kind of have to hear out both sides of that issue. Ohio Congressman Brad Wenstrup speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. We'll post the interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Let's get you taken care of. 